another episode of Man Cave Mondays. This is Dan with you once again in the Man Cave. This time I am in the, um, let's just say the recording studio wing of the Man Cave. Yes, my Man Cave has a wing. It's basically a broom closet, really, is all it is, with a bunch of foam on the walls. So those of you watching, that's what's with all of the weird gray foam on the walls behind me. Welcome to the conversation. Um, I'm excited about this week's episode. We are diving deep into the nostalgia of video games. Uh, some of the questions that we've been throwing out on uh, on our Facebook group uh, have been getting some interesting conversations going about this very topic, retro gaming, um, not the least of which is a question I'm going to be scrolling along the bottom here. If you guys are watching live, feel free to drop a comment. What was your first experience with video games? Your very first experience that you remember that got you like maybe hooked on video games or got you interested in video games or maybe like this is not for me. This is not my thing. That's totally cool, too. But what was your first experience? Uh, leave a comment below and we might use it in the show. Again, if you're watching uh, on Facebook, make sure you drop uh, a, a quick link over to uh, StreamYard.com slash Facebook to make sure that your name can get up there so we know who's talking. Um, and join the conversation. Let us know. Video games, classic retro stuff. What's your favorite game? What's the one that you just still haven't beat to this day? All those kind of comments and conversations. Uh, we're going to be diving deep into that this week. Um, and live in the dream, right? So uh, let's bring our panel in. Christian is here this week. How are you, I'm sir? Doing well, sir. I don't have another wing, but I'm doing okay. That's You don't need a wing, trust me. It's way more hassle than it's worth. I shuffle right. is stuff. That, is that why Bruce Wayne's always so grumpy? Because he's That's so exactly wings? why. He's got so much crap. He's got to shuffle around his space. That's, you know, you'd think he would have people to do, like, you know, pay people to do that. Right, he's got Alfred. So Alfred's probably the cr grumpiest guy in Wayne Manor. I mean, that's why Alfred's so swole, because he's just carrying stuff around Wayne Manor all the time. Is he swole? Yeah, dude. Alfred's canonically New tough. Alfred is kind of swole, isn't he? Yeah. I keep thinking, whenever I think Alfred, I, I don't know why, but you I picture keep... You picture the George, the George Clooney Alfred, the, the old guy George from... George Clooney? I mean, it's the same actor, yes, but no, uh, Michael Keaton, like that whole... Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think for him, or I think Michael Caine. Michael Caine wasn't swole. No, but in Gotham, you're right. That dude like kicked ass. Even right? Jeremy Irons in. That's true. Jeremy Irons is pretty legit. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, Alberto is with us this week. Alberto, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Speaking yeah. of swole, Alberto's showing off the guns. Show, wow. Showing off the guns with that with that uh, that tank. He's mm, going nice. to get us taken down from Facebook. <laughs> right? No. No, it's, it's uh, not that kind of show, sir. <laughs> it it gets really musty in the basement, um, <laughs> so I have to wear tank tops. I'll bet it does. Oh. I bet it does. <laughs> See, look. If also, if you get your mind out of the gutter, gentlemen, I don't know what you're thinking. No, that's if, exactly where I was going. If no. if you read my text messages, the last text <laughs> message I wrote to Ariella, which was minutes ago, I said, "Should I wear a tank top or should I change it to a t-shirt?" Because I felt that someone's gonna comment on it. <laughs> and that's the first thing. And that's Christian the said. first thing that happened. <sighs> there it is. Nothing now but love, know. Alberto. Nothing now but love. You know. Now you know. Um, and then uh, last but not least, I think. Well, I think my brother's gonna be showing up with us. Joe isn't gonna be able to make it this week, uh, but he sends his love. He wishes he could be here. Uh, and then, of course, our good friend Bobby. How are you, sir? 
Hey everyone, how what you doing? What in today? the world is that behind you? This every week you got something different, dude. What is that? <laughs> I am in one of the levels of Chrono Trigger from Nintendo. Okay, as I just blasted everybody's ears out with the uh, yeah. <laughs> so every week, if you're watching us online, I try to um, switch up my background. You're having um, a lot of fun with that green screen, dude. So <laughs> I um Lots I am so um right now if you're watching I have one of the levels of Chrono Trigger uh one of the cave levels from the dinosaur era that nice. was on Super Nintendo Super nice. Nintendo and then it came to the PlayStation and, and ported over to Apple Apple and yeah all that yeah it was on yep. uh, we'll dive into that but uh everyone's week was okay yeah yes sir up and nods and all that we're still here surviving 2021 so far so yep um just trying to survive this week in particular man real yeah for (laughs) real i gave up caffeine and uh alcohol for uh for church because uh, for their yeah so how's that going for you seven days strong so far so um, decaf lots of water um that that caffeine, I I don't know that I could, I don't know that I could do that as I, as I grab a can of Monster and start <laughs> drinking it. The first two days were hard. The first two days I had. I've had never it. understood decaf coffee. Me it, either, Christian. I, I, I we I are like, definitely simpatico on this, dude. I don't like coffee to begin with, but I've never understood. Decaf oh, nobody coffee. does. No, start it's, a, it's it's nobody more, starts um, nobody starts out drinking coffee because they love the taste. Nobody does. That's why you dump all kinds of creamer and sugar and caramel and chocolate and all that crap in there because nobody really likes this taste of straight coffee at first. Yeah, decaf coffee. I wonder if it's more just a like um, like a mental thing, like to trick your body into thinking that you're still drinking coffee. A little bit of that. Sorry, Alberto, you go. You tell them. I was going to say, I got two answers, and it's only because uh, my grandmother drinks decaf just because she's too old and can't have caffeine right so that's option one option two was it was there was one night where it was like midnight and i'm like i really crave the taste of like coffee with some like soy milk in it but i don't want to be away for the next four hours so let me just have decaf and then i can fall asleep at least in an hour or something so i but I've only done that one time after that i was like that was weird i'm just gonna go back to regular caffeine (laughs) yeah no i i Decaf coffee has always boggled my mind because it goes against everything that I believe in as a coffee drinker. Like people, as they already established, start drinking coffee because they want the caffeine, right? And they hate the taste, which is why they dump all that crap in it's it. Like it's like and decaf like... coffee is the opposite of that. It's saying, "Hey, I now actually want the taste, but I don't yeah. want the caffeine." No, it's the exact opposite of what coffee is supposed to be all it's about. Like getting unsweet chocolate. Like defeat yes. the entire purpose of it. What's yes, the point of that? I am, it's I'm, like it's like going out hunting with your buddies, but you put blanks in your gun. Yeah, like, you look like <laughs> you're doing exactly the same thing as everybody else, but you yeah. got bubkiss in there, buddy. You're doing nothing. It does. It, you're, no it's good. putting all your clothes in the washing machine and turning it on, but not letting it run any water. Like what's the what's the point? That's that's my decaf coffee rant. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get yeah. it. It goes. It's about as close as being un-American as you can get when it comes to coffee. Yeah, Fair. maybe not, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. 
took it, it a little I, too I far just, there, Dan. It, it goes it goes against everything I believe in as an American. <laughs> aye, aye, sir. Anyways, sure. retro gaming. How about that? I'm going to get hate mail for that. I know I am. That came out wrong. I don't care. Okay, moving on. Oh, Andrew's here. Good God. What are you doing? <laughs> of course you would be here for this conversation. You made it into the Andrew, Andrew, it, does decaf coffee make sense to you? Yes or no? Right. Simple. Hey. I've been listening to this backstage. I have my own opinions. I'm um, going to let uh, Alberto's uh, significant other chip in here and say <laughs> she took it even one step further. She's not saying it's not only un-American, it's straight up sinful. Oh. Decaf, absolutely, I'm with you there, Ari. I could right. not agree more. Yeah, so, what the, and I love it when I bring that graphic up. It covers Andrew's face. Yeah, That's I you do. Uh, <laughs> she's it. a coffee fiend, though. Like, leave that like, there. Like, I'm pretty sure half of the blood that runs through her veins are just brown, just <laughs> colored brown. <laughs> I'm going to say very few words about this. And we're done. Okay. America, America doesn't know how to drink good coffee. No, they don't. No, Coffee has always been beans that are overburnt. Like dark roast should not be a thing in the world of coffee. Coffee should not be burnt. Co so dark roast is like the dude went, crap, I burnt him. Yeah. What are we going to do with this? Yep. We don't want to ruin so, We don't want to, we need to sell this still. Even, oh, even most like caribou coffee, Starbucks coffee, Dunkin', whatever. Light roast would be considered a dark roast in the world of like true coffee connoisseurs. So yeah. that's all I'm going to say. People don't like coffee because they haven't tried actual good coffee that you can taste the different flavor profiles because it's all burnt out. I apologize for asking and moving on. <laughs> moving on and now we're 20 minutes into the program and we haven't even talked about it it's all coffee stuff hey i love coffee though that's okay um retro gaming that's what we're talking about we actually threw out a poll um on the facebook group about what was the first official console that you remember being your connection to gaming uh and video games and here are the results we had a we had a tie for number one, uh, between the Atari 2600 and the Nintendo Famic slash uh, NES Famicom system. Uh, and then after that, it just kind of dwindles down. We've got the Sega Genesis Mega Drive. The Intellivision made it on there, which was amazing. PlayStation. I don't know about those people. Uh, NES uh, or Super Nintendo, excuse me, SNES, and then the N64. And Alberto voted on that. N64? Yes, sir. Wow. We'll get we'll get to that. I think we're going to be bringing that up in the conversation. Um, yeah. But uh, first conversation to get things going, your earliest gaming memory. Um, what is it? Alberto, you didn't give us a picture. Uh, I did. This is I, a slide. I, I'm not seeing it. Is it on the slide? Mm -hmm. Do I need to reload this? Did you literally just post it like two seconds? I ago? did. I did. I you. That's you why school? I don't see it. Do you remember in school when like those teachers would be like, uh, you know, handing your, your your papers and stuff? Yeah, I'd be writing in <laughs> my last answers as everyone's handing. You were that kid, weren't you? Yeah, I'm gonna keep you being that kid. kid. You are that kid. All right, here we are. Look at that. Look at that. 
everyone's like, I, I would if you would show me. Yeah, we don't see anything. Yeah, here it is. The N64 and Pokemon Stadium, Alberto, what are we looking at here for those listening? What is this exactly? This isn't just a Nintendo 64. What is this? Right. So I tried looking everywhere online uh, to try to find this specific kiosk that is engraved in my memory, but I'm starting to think I made it up in my imagination. Um, there was a Nintendo 64 kiosk stand that was from Best Buy. I remember being, I think, five four or five years old and it was this huge really tall kiosk you would have to look up and maybe it's because of the height of that i was at that age but you had to look up just to even see the tv screen and installed into it or rather the cartridge that was plugged into it was pokemon stadium up until that point i watched a little bit of the anime and i saw my cousins play on the game boy uh just like the like the regular game boy and um I never had a game console. Uh, my parents never grew up with game consoles. So the idea of getting game consoles and the ideas of like, oh, this was a fun experience for me growing up. That just didn't exist. Um, so was I, this like Walmart and that sort of thing? Like where was your like go-to place for doing this? My go-to place experience? was every single time we went to go grocery shopping. That was mine and my sister's real first experience into video games. Um, no one in our there was, there was this how did they have video games at the grocery store? So, Target and Walmart oh. and Best Buy used to have all kiosks, all yeah. of them, and um, they used to be built into the video game like, like yeah. areas, like and, screens would be like up at the like top, and, yeah. So, they go grocery and, shopping at Walmart, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, God, yeah, so, yeah. so while the parents went grocery shopping, my sister and I would just walk on over to the media section and we just get to play for the next half hour or something, all and right. um. That and the kiosk from McDonald's, the ones with the greasy. Oh, greasy I remember those. Uh, yeah. Those I were know. our introductions into video games because we didn't have a system, and the one in our family had a system. This was really our way of just being able to play games. To us, we didn't even know home consoles really was a thing. We kind of still thought it was these were just like newer arcade machines that they put into into like stores because no one told us about video game consoles. And then one day I saw. That big old box, that's not my box. I wish that I actually didn't throw out my box. But when you're a kid, you don't think about keeping cardboard boxes. Nobody does, no. And that was the box I got for my fifth birthday, along with the purple see-through controller. It came with a transfer pack, so you can play Pokemon Red and Blue on the oh, big yeah. screen and Pokemon Yellow on there with, like, double the speed. And then I still got my original cartridge, and on it, it says, this game pack belongs to a bunch of scribbles, Alberto and Anna, in really bad handwriting. It looks like it was written by someone with their left hand with their eyes closed. <laughs> and uh, that was my earliest uh, memory of me actually enjoying it. And not just being a backseat gamer, but like being actively in it. I remember being at Best Buy and the first time I played, I had a, I chose like a water Pokemon. I went up against a fire type. I didn't know about the whole type differences. I did a water move and it did super effective. And there was a certain sound effect that like would go in the game announcer would be like, oh, that was super effective. When that happened as a kid, I heard it. And I, like, oh, I did, but that power felt awesome. And I want to do that again. And I want to feel that again. I want this yeah. game so bad. And that was the thing that sold it for me. The Pika Cup. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah. I got a and picture here of, um, if I can bring it up, the um, that McDonald's thing. Oh yeah, oh, I just I remember how greasy those felt. I mean, imagine how many illnesses got spread based on oh, yeah. those things. Oh, I'm sure. 
I Our know not of that now. Just, just for your own sanity, Alberto, you did not fever dream that. I do vividly remember that same exact kiosk as well. Dude, nobody I know remembers that. I'm just like, it was that an imagination? No, dude, the, po- the Pokemon Stadium one, man, was so good. <sighs> okay, thank God. I, you guys and your Pokemon, I swear, I really don't get it. Listen, but, man. Because you're a listen, boomer, man. man. I'm a boomer? Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started. But I do remember this. I do remember yeah. the, the whole kiosk thing with the two N64 controllers. And those are, those were legit with those they have like a timer on them though or something like that i don't well, know how, how did you guarantee that kids weren't like dominating the whole thing the entire time i guess is i can't remember you didn't people just they dominated people, it the whole yeah time. people didn't <laughs> abandon their kids for hours on end like they do nowadays there was one of these so bad though you yeah, want yeah. one of them oh, that'd be yeah. so cool like oh, just in so your cool, house man. where would you yeah. put that come on you're telling me that you wouldn't love to have that in your man cave for a six-person Mario Kart game set up? No. Where would you put that? Any dude, if you had the chance to get this for free, you would 100% Oh, for free? Yeah. If I I had the chance to get that for 50 bucks, I would still do it. Yeah, probably. Totally. There's a price for everything, right? Uh, (laughs) Next, Andrew. Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. You That's like the first the memory, the first experience, the first memory you have is Duck Hunt. I mean, it's that in Mario Brothers, but I remember okay. playing both of them. Uh, we had the combo cart. Uh, I love how in this picture the person's holding an actual gun. They're per- <laughs> they are holding an actual gun. That's not a Nintendo gun. That's a nope. legit gun. Why did you? Fu- me, you put that picture wait, in there. Wait, is that not you? Andrew? No, that's not me. No. Oh, Andrew I is most definitely a prepubescent girl with a gun. Wait, that's a girl? Yep. It's oh. definitely, it's definitely a, a, yeah, a I don't know. 12 year old girl with a gun. I mean, to be fair, I just looked at it from afar away and I thought that was immediately like a home picture somebody took of Andrew playing Duck Hunt. I wish I can, I had, I wish I can I understand the confusion. I can very much understand the confusion. Um, yeah, so Daniel and I are brothers. Everyone knows that. What? Uh, our aunt Shelly. We're still debating. Gave us for Christmas, I think, right? An yeah. NES. Yeah, that was for Christmas. And um, I was like preschool, not even preschool, fourth, four years old, three years old. Um, but I remember on the days that I had preschool, I could play Nintendo. Uh, and I, I mean, I remember as in preschool, like beating Mario Brothers all the way through World 8. It was like just the best. And then, you know, when you got bored of that, you played Duck Hunt. So, yeah. And you you always tried to shoot the dog. because Oh, and you always thing. like took the gun and literally put it right next to the screen, you know, like like that, you know, oh, yeah. right next to the screen. Oh, yeah. You're like straight up point blank mm-hmm. range and you still yep. suck. So. Oh, it, it didn't work. Have you heard of the light the light bulb trick? No. There's debate whether it actually works or not, but um, you can take a gun and like, ha- I don't have a lamp in here, but use a lamp and point the gun at the lamp and it'll shoot the, d- the duck perfectly every time. What? I, I, there's debate whether it's true or not, but... I'm Apparently, curious. some people claim like that they've been able to make it work. So, 
I mean, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if it was some that. sort of weird, like refractory business with yeah. the pixels and stuff. It wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah, but that's definitely my first memory. I don't remember. I don't see how that would work technology-wise because it's not syncing up with the uh, actual CRT circuit that needs to be complete. That's yeah. that's mumbo jumbo. I don't believe that for Little a second. Do, do people know that with um, light gun games? For us, like one frame, the entire screen goes black or white or, or white. white, except for the spot that I think you shoot or something like that. Yeah, well, the idea can tell what you shot the whole hit marker thing in it. So yeah. if you go back and play a light gun game, you'll pay pay attention. You'll see the screen like if you're really paying attention, you can see it go black for like it'll one flicker. Frame. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which is part of the reason why the, the light gun stuff has never really caught on huge and hasn't been very successful ever since CRTs died. Um, like the yeah, old tube now, the tech just doesn't, doesn't. There's new technology. I forget what it's called. I forget too, but it's amazing. It's a new technology where you can, on a flat screen TV, use a light gun. And it's right. And the new um, arcade one up cabinets and stuff, they've got like yeah. a. They utilize that. Now. Yeah. It's pretty very cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they do it, but that's the future. Black Bobby, magic. yours is uh, pretty um, pretty common here. I think a lot of people are going to share this. It's it was the number one, one of the number ones. Nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six. Nintendo Entertainment System. I woke up Christmas Day, nineteen eighty six, with a brand new big tube screen TV. And Super Mario Brothers ready to go for me to play as soon as you ready to go. You ready to go downstairs and it was there waiting for you. Well, we lived in an I lived in an apartment right across. So I woke up and it's just right there playing Super Mario Brothers. And I remember playing it, and we had Mike Tyson's punch out with it. Mm -hmm. And you know, and Duck Hunt. Those were the two first games we owned. And I remember going uh to Euclid video. So back in the day, all you youngins, we had to go to a physical store to rent, <laughs> to rent. video games. To rent a game? What is renting, And Mr. then we have to physically return the game. And if you didn't return it on time, time, we got charged extra. No, is that no, like a red no. box? If you, don't, if you don't return it on time, you go to a different location, set up a new account there, oh. and then rack up late fees there instead. I'm the reason why pan- just family video just transition over gone. to a new one so you never yeah. have to pay that late fee. I'm the sole reason family video went out of business. All my late fees <laughs> in my four different accounts. That's it. <laughs> Alberto, you are that guy. You're the reason guy. family video is dead, right? Because I was that guy. All the late fees. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I'm yeah, pretty I've... sure. I'm pretty sure there was uh, a few copies of uh, movies that I had from Blockbuster that I found when I moved and was like, oh, <laughs> um, I never brought this back, did I? Could have been. A I hero. guess I can't now. Now it's mine. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so could have been uh, a hero, yeah. Dan. You're, so you're the reason Blockbuster went out of business then, Dan. Block, I'm the reason Blockbuster went out of business, yeah. I will say Me that, and Netflix. I miss, I miss like that warm, homey feeling of like going in and renting a, a game or a movie. There was just something about that, just walking in there. It and was a discovery. Scoop. 
yeah like a, a friday that. night getting yeah. out of school going oh. to rent a game to play couple for movies and a game. yeah i feel awesome i feel awesome and the yeah. discovery of like all of the good games got taken oh yeah so, you had to so find something new so but there was no internet to know what the game was so yeah. like you know uh this... not unless you had the power Nintendo, Nintendo magazine, <laughs> and, you, well, and you subscribe to that magazine, then you knew what was up. Did any of you subscribe to Maybe. like Nintendo Power or any of those magazines? I did. Uh, I, did. I subscribed to the PlayStation magazine for a few months, and then my parents were like, wait, 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 wait. What did you sign us up for? And then we just canceled. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Get upset. Somebody got in trouble. Yes, sir. Crazy. Um, next, Christian. So I, I, I threw two up there. Because this is, well, I, I noticed that you got, yeah. Because so, Duck Hunt is the first game I have a memory of playing at all, period. Okay. But then, but Legend of Zelda, Zelda Ocarina of Time is the first game I actually remember playing through, like from start to finish. That was a good mm-hmm. game. Like, I was the first game I remember. I remember my aunt got it for me for Christmas or so, one year. So, talking Zelda, then I'm just curious. Very unscientific poll. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Oh, you're about Are to we... the big one. 3D Zelda or 2D Zelda? Oh, 3D open world or 2D awesome. top down? Um, Which one do you prefer as a format for a well, Zelda game? Only open world 3D is the newest one. Yeah. All I mean, of the yes, other Zelda. No, no, they aren't open world, man. They're not. Like, they're not true visited. open world. I know they're not true open world, but they're still like run around. Sure, there's like some the side quest you can do. Just because you gotta go load up a screen in order to get into the next area, it's still. I would say two D. So. I would say two D Zelda. Really? Okay. Yeah. Really. I, I mean, I really, I never really played too many of the three D Zelda games. Okay. Um. Well, no, I guess I'm because I'm guess I'm thinking here. I guess technically, like Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time are both 3D. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know what? No, I would say 3D Zelda. Okay. Did you ever play Wind Waker? Um, not as much as I like. I played it much more later in life, like after it had already been out for a long time. Um, and I'm actually in the process right now of playing through the remastered Link's Awakening on the Switch. Yeah, I was wondering about that, that one. That's a really good That's one. Good one. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny. It's, it's funny how much your brain remembers, but you don't remember remembering until yeah. you're playing through it again. Then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I remember this. I remember this. Like, mm-hmm. it's just weird. Alberto, what about you? 2D or 3D um, Zelda? I'm super conflicted because, like, so. I remember having the most fun with 3D ones, but at the same time, I've only really beaten the 2D ones, like Link's Awakening DX um, for the Game Boy, like the original, or I guess Game Boy Color when they made it in color, mm-hmm. uh, Link to the Past, and the 3DS reboot or sequel, I guess, with mm-hmm. uh, Link Between Worlds. All of those are probably one of my most favorite Zelda experiences, but they're all 2D. But my favorite moments were definitely like Breath of the Wild when like, three creatures are all coming at me at the exact same time and i know my sword's gonna break so i only have a few hits left so i try to do a few dodges kill someone grab their spear real quick do a jab and like those moments right there just shine above the rest of the game for me so it's really mixed but um, make a decision (laughs) if i had to pick if i had to pick if i had to pick for sure your favorite your personal favorite format of the game 
I think 3D. <laughs> 3D? You're going yeah. 3D. Okay. You guys ready 3D. for a hot take? Yes. Breath of the I'm Wild is not a, is not a Zelda game. Whoa. That's about to be it's a, a new whole format right for a Zelda game. Yeah, it is it is a it is not a Zelda game. It I will say not, this though. It doesn't it follow is, any of the I, Totally understand where you're going there, and I not follow any disagree. of the base trajectory points of a, of a Zelda game. I forgot to bring there's, this up. There's earlier. no like you have to do this in order to do this in order to do this. Like, yeah. you know, and that's mm-hmm. the whole point of like. I don't know if there's going to be a future of Zelda games that do that, unless if they yeah. keep making 2D Zelda games, because it seems like it's kind of hard to make a 2D Zelda game without that formula. Yeah, but like Breath of the Wild two is just going to be more of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you know? exactly. Oh. Which honestly, I played about five hours of Breath of the Wild. It just didn't. It didn't hold me. Well, it's it's basically taking the action RPG fantasy that has existed for decades and slapping a Zelda skin on it. Basically, yeah. but I, I guess for me, the thing the, the thing that always enticed. But me you can climb. Was always the the Metroidvania aspect of it that you need to go to this place right. first, to yeah, to go to the next yep. place to unlock. Like that's exactly that it. always yeah. screams Zelda to me. And the what's with Breath of the Wild, and I had to. I don't have a Switch. The only way I got to experience Breath of the Wild was watching other people play it on YouTube. So I know I know all the ins and outs of that game. Um, you could you still to be really you could go through the whole storyline good go to xyz and follow it but the whole point of the open world is you can be creative and play it in different ways and try to beat the game early or try to go to different see yeah. how the game interacts with you yeah. before mm-hmm. you do xyz bobby which one do you prefer as far as styles of games do you prefer I, 3D Zelda say, or 2D? i played i played them all i'm gonna just say top down because that's those are the ones I beat the most. Those were my first experiences. Uh, so, Link to the Past is my favorite Zelda game. Mm-hmm. And it's a good one. So, cool. I will say that Link to the Past is such a like weird game because there are some very minute things that you have to do in order to progress. Like, I've never beaten Link to the Past, but um, I'm in the process of beating it. And, like, one time I had to look stuff up because it was like, okay, there's water. I drained it from this temple, and now I can't get to where I need to go. And you have to go to the far top right of the map. Oh, are you in the dark world where you have to unload, where you had to um, de- you had to use your mirror, go to the Mirrorverse, right. yes. um, yeah. drain mm-hmm. the swamp, and it's, then go back to the Mirrorverse to play the actual level? Yeah. It's so like, it's not just draining it though. It, after you drain it, then in order once you get in, yeah. you you can't beat the whole temple without like going to the top right. Uh, I think it's the thing in order to be able to swim in water. Yep. Mm-hmm. What, yep. You gotta whatever. Whatever. You gotta get and the flippers. It, yeah, you gotta go to like the top right and do some weird thing that like I would have yep. never <laughs> thought to do. Well, it, that's the thing I love. That's and when we go into Super Nintendo, why we love our special systems. I felt, with the exception of Metroid, I felt playing Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. 
I knew what I was doing because if you listen to all the NPCs, non-playable characters, mm -hmm. and you listen they tell to what you. they said, yeah, they, they tell, tell you, you what to yep. do. Okay. So Maybe I just was impatient. That's, that's what and, you And to be fair, like, the original Legend oh, of Zelda on the NES the original one gave no absolutely puzzle after puzzle after puzzle, and they mm -hmm. gave you nothing. I missed nothing. I missed that about gaming. I'm I miss. I'm tired yeah. of the totally you, get a, you get a quest, and there's a totally little agree. compass at the top of your screen points you to every single thing you need to do. Sure, man. Right. We yeah. become dependent on it now. It's it's yeah. like mm -hmm. how am I supposed? You I, I don't know what to do. You got to tell me what to do. Give me a little marker and an icon. And and, yeah. and in Zelda and a lot of those old school games, you couldn't just like skip through the dialogue because that was telling you exactly what you're supposed to do, right. yeah. and then you're and supposed to remember it. Right. And Remember more often than not, the compass and all that stuff can get overwhelming because then you accept too yeah. many quests. And yeah. all of a sudden you just have all these different markers. Like, oh, that's I why I was yeah. never able to beat The Witcher 3. Yeah. Because like the first, the, the first major city you go in, there's just like 37 exclamation points on the map saying there's right. all these quests you can do. Mm. And the completionist in me is sitting here like, I want to do all of these. Yep. But, and so you're just yep. like, you get overwhelmed. Zelda games, Zelda games are puzzles. Like yeah. puzzle yeah. after puzzle after puzzle. I'm working... Mm -hmm. I, put up something on the Facebook group about how I'm working on this table. I'm doing a Zelda theme with it. Um, and one of my friends from back in college was like, if that drawer doesn't have some kind of a puzzle you have to figure out in order to open it, oh, yeah. it's not really a Zelda table. I'm like, dude, that's so genius. Now I'm oh, yeah. in my brain. What kind of puzzle can I throw in there? Even as simple as it is to make sure that it's an extra step that has to be there just to open this thinking drawer because it's yeah. a Zelda table. It's got to have a puzzle in it. So yeah. totally, totally agree with you there, Bobby. Um, Andrew, top down? Yeah. 3D? I'm going to say 3D only because of Breath of the Wild. Why are you why you get so mad at my opinions? <laughs> so only upset. because of Breath of the Wild? Listen. Because the one Zelda game that is no, the least no, no, like no. any Zelda not, game no, ever, no, no, the one that you're using I'm today. <laughs> I'm not I'm saying my head that I'm not saying that Breath of the Wild is the only reason. I'm saying that Breath of the Wild takes it over the top, where like you've got all of this traditional Zelda games, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask, Skyward Sword, right? And they're all 3D. And technically, if you want to consider it, you can do Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks are technically 3D. Uh, well, I guess they're kind of like a 2.5. Um, yeah, kind of like the the remake of Lex Awakening 2.5. Right, yeah, but that's like a 2D game. game. Okay, fine, I'll yeah. give you that. Or the Four but, Seasons one. Right. But you've got like... Four Sword Adventures. I haven't played that yet. Um, but you've got you've got all of your traditional Zelda stuff, and then you also have this, in my opinion, incredible open world game where you can do whatever you want and you know play the way that I think Alberta was saying, or was it Bobby that like? Yeah, I was uh, saying you can yeah. you can follow it, you can follow the yeah. tradition, listen to NPCs, and right. go step by step by step. Yeah. Or you can learn how to do everything and try to skip levels and you can go yeah. to the end of the game after your tutorial. And also Breath of the Wild for me, um, I was playing that game 
when I was in a really crappy job. Um, and Breath of the Wild was just a thing for me to be able to do to like enjoy enjoy like part of my day. It was an escape. Yeah, yeah. you get that. And, and it was I just so perfect for me. It was exactly what I needed at the time. So um, rose-colored glasses on most of them looking back at it. Mm. I mean, I still love the game. So yeah, but I'm saying it help it helps your mindset when you remember it yeah. a more fondly than you might have if you played it at any other point in your life. Doesn't mean yeah, it's not maybe. a bad. Doesn't mean it's sure, not a good sure. game. Just right. yeah, but I still love the 2D games. I mean, I remember when uh, I first saw Zelda on NES, and I was just like, because we had an NES, and I was like, I have to get this game, but our parents would not allow us to get it because they were like monsters and like well, fantasy so you're slaying you know, monsters yeah. oh, yeah. I, I thought you were that. saying because your parents were monsters no, like, no 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 my parents are fine but they like <laughs> our, my parents uh, when we were kids growing up you really monster like, you won't <laughs> let me get Zelda you're a monster not, growing not up, we, we weren't allowed to do a lot of things I probably thought that in my mind so, a couple times but. yeah but not going to say that on a, on a publicly podcast. No, my no, parents no. are fine. No, they're not monsters. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, cool. Well, Dan, my, my official ruling is um, 2D top down for sure. What? 2D? What? Oh my gosh. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, how could you not pick 1D? <laughs> one dimension. Please Single explain lines. for a second. Here, how, how could you not pick one d one D is a yeah that went side scroller and top down yeah come on man um no I top down is is Zelda like the uh, link to the past there has yet to be a Zelda game that comes out that comes anywhere near being even remotely as good as that game is Ooh. So, oh um, oh fighting words since then dude. Oh, yeah, I, okay. I'll, I would, I'll, I'll fight you all day long. It's the say, best Zelda game. For I would sure. Say the sequel, the sequel for the 3DS, Link Between Worlds. Honestly, for the longest time, Link Link to the Past was my favorite, but the sequel in the 3DS. Oh, kept, it's fantastic. It kept the love and charm from the original yeah, and added really like good. added that extra kind of like one dimensional or 2D side scrolling platforming thing with like the the extra like uh, abilities and the and, and the new boss and everything. Yep. So yeah, oh I'd yeah, say. it's fantastic. It's they're great. Um top down is is Zelda for me. I mean that's just I mean yeah, I I feel you. Yeah, I'm literally even Don't get me wrong. I like I like the 3D ones. Ocarina of Time was great. It's probably the best 3D one in my mind. I mean Breath of the Wild, I played through it a little bit more than most people probably would think I have. <laughs> um it's I've funny. enjoyed I've enjoyed it, but it, again, kind of going back to Christian, it definitely doesn't feel like a Zelda game. Yeah, it doesn't. It feels it like, feels like Skyrim Zelda skin. Skyrim meets Zelda, or it feels like. Um, but isn't that what Zelda is? I no. mean, Zelda is puzzle solving. It's dungeon crawling. It's right. It's finding something to, to help you get through the next area. Right. I didn't feel like literally, I think I went through the one dungeon in Breath of the Wild, but like you, Bobby, I watched a lot of Breath of the Wild playthroughs. Every dungeon just looked so repetitive and every boss was just Ganon. Yeah. Like and there was no variety. Also, 
Breath of the Wild also released not too far after um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I was loving playing as well. Yes. And it was like, game. this feels very much like that. Yeah. Like they took what worked in that and just threw the Zelda skin on it. And well, in my defense, Zelda was supposed to come out before, but there was major. I get, I get it. Yeah, I know. And uh, to their credit, they came out with a game that was. You know, not my bugs. first. You know, not full of bugs, which is good. Imagine a game getting delayed and then coming out finished. Wow. What? What? Wow. First... Also, last thing with Breath of the Wild. I know we're not talking retro, but that game put me over in 3D as well because of my experience of playing it with my kids. <clears throat> it's the first Zelda game I played with my kids, and I will say there is a ton of puzzle solving in Breath of the Wild. Just mm-hmm. not the same puzzle solving that you guys are used to with yeah. traditional Zelda. But right. like I there's so many times where like I'm like I can't figure out what you're supposed to do. And right. my kids who at the time were like five years old were like, Oh, you're supposed to do this. And they were right. And I'm just like, <laughs> Try this, what? Dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um yeah, those of you listening, those of you watching. Leave us a comment. Throw a message in the comments or on the Facebook page. What kind of Zelda format do you like the most? What's your thought? Maybe we'll put a poll out there. That would be good. That's a good poll. Yeah, yeah that's a good poll. Maybe um, even just favorite Zelda game as a poll. Favorite Zelda I, Zelda game. Which one? Yeah. Which format? And that'll give us an answer right there. Which yeah. formats people prefer. So my my first Zelda game was Majora's Mask, and so good. That was not the best game to start. Your entire Zelda Majora's game. Mask, no. Majora's Mask has a time. Has a time limit. <laughs> a time limit that you keep dying if you don't finish. And I didn't know you're the song screwed. Of time. Yeah, yeah you I didn't know the song of time. I died, and it's this exact copy. And I was almost done with the game. And since this is a cartridge-based game, the something in it just starts to reset really the randomly. Battery died, probably. Yeah, and yeah. and if you don't save. And if you turn off the game, it starts you back over at the beginning of the three-day cycle. Yeah. So I lost all my progress four oh. times after that. I was like, you know what? Oh. You know what? I'm never going to be this I game. Just gonna... I just wouldn't. I just Best stopped stuff. there, dude. But it's, it's funny like, because I'm done with this game, game is so good, but yeah. not for your first this. Zelda game. No. no. <laughs> um, but Alberto, so, you brought um, up a huge part of retro gaming. And the problem of the future of retro gaming is all of these cartridges have you know batteries in them for saving your data yeah and you know what what, the issue also with uh this is one of the things i don't like about nintendo is they like went hardcore against emulation um emu part even though though some of the some of the content that they threw out on like the wii is from an emulation yeah yeah. showed up that it it was emulation right yeah but like I'm Emu not. Paradise, which was like the biggest emulation website, you can't get ROMs on there anymore because Nintendo shut them down. And so mm-hmm. it's like the future of like retro gaming is going to be emulation if you want to play these games in yeah. like 20 years from now. But yeah, because physical the, media won't exist anymore. Yeah. The, the no. worry is like what's going to happen to these systems, to these cartridges. That's why there's new systems that are coming out that can play old cartridges. So it'll be interesting to see if there's going to be companies that will be able to 
officially potentially license uh, new cartridges of old games. Like Limited Run has done that for a couple games. You know, they they did a Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer and mm-hmm. a couple of Star Wars cartridge based games. And so it'll be interesting to see if like that'll be a major thing in the future or what it's going to look like. And that's why earlier I also asked you like. Uh... Because I keep all my games in bins, like I mentioned before, my cartridge games. Exactly for that, I'm worried about the the pins deteriorating. I'm worried about yeah. the heat or the cold messing up something inside of it. Roberto, that's why you need to get a friend who uh, knows how to repair those things and uh, replace the batteries. I like, feel like this is like a sponsored message right now with Dan. <laughs> for real though, no, like seriously, I um, I totally hear all. It is like a really crappy part of living out the actual physical hardware classic retro gaming stuff mm-hmm. you have to you have to learn how to do that or at yeah. least know someone who does if you want to be able to enjoy them and i i got a few um a few original game boy and game boy color games and game boy advance games like dirt cheap because the battery inside them was dead and they aren't nearly as worth you know what yeah. what their real value is so i bought them dirt cheap bought some batteries online and just soldered them in there and now they work great and they work fine and it's not that hard so i'll hook you up boo please and thank you. you i know i know maintenance and cleaning <laughs> yeah. but when it comes to anything with solder guns <clears throat> or the soldering iron oh, soldering iron yeah yeah that it's thing not that hard. it's not that hard it takes a steady hand that's all <laughs> um the uh last on your first here, memory Dan? i think that I think that's the last one here for this conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, my first experience and memory playing a video game, oh, yeah, um, was uh, playing Pitfall on the Atari 2600. 260. <laughs> what it says, Atari 260. You missed the oh, second zero. why does it? Why does it do that? Why did it do that? <laughs> that actually does fit with retro gaming being like misprinted on cartridges. Th- it yeah. that actually yeah. is kind of funny. You're right. Why did it do? I I swear to God, I said it right. But what was the uh, what was the old game that was like Pitfall? It was like Indiana Jones meets Pitfall, where you're like the like the explorer guy, like jumping over the pits and stuff. Are you but, sure it's not Pitfall? No, Pitfall. it was like it was like a it wasn't. A, Pitfall. It is 2600, but the picture of yeah, ah. that's what happened. I did type it in there right, but the graphic was covering up the last Chris, zero. Are you talking about <laughs> it's on the 2600. I don't know. I don't remember what I don't remember what console it was on. I just remember playing it. I, I don't remember. I remember it being better, slightly better graphics than. Hmm. Well, Pitfall had come out a few different times. Maybe, maybe different I'm thinking times. of like a later generation so, Pitfall. Right? Maybe the Atari 2600. Was... There is ColecoVision's version, which is way better. The ColecoVision mm-hmm. had better graphics for sure. Um, and then it came out on the NES and all that stuff too, eventually. But didn't they make a sequel too? And Pitfall Two. Super yep. Nintendo yeah. also had a Pitfall, the Mayan Adventures, Mayan, and it was yeah. just your right. standard uh, 2D side-scrolling like a platforming kind of deal platformer yeah. yeah um but this game like we never had had an atari growing up no um i remember this game because we've went to on my mom's side we went to like a family like christmas or thanksgiving deal and our uncle had an atari and a nintendo um and first he busted out the atari and this is what was on there 
And I remember like my mind was blown that this little controller thing that the guy that he was holding was yeah. controlling the TV. I was like, yeah. what? What? Yeah. You're, you're using Did that you... thing to control the TV and what's happening on the TV, like the interactive component to it and that relationship with with the medium in general and television. I was like, no way. So then I tried it and I sucked at it. I kept dying by alligators and falling in a pit and getting hit by, you know, logs and stuff rolling by. But I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And then he yeah. took it up a notch and busted out the Nintendo. And that graphic wise, you see Mario bouncing around. And I'm just like, crazy. OK, yeah. we need one of these. We need one of these. And I wouldn't stop my, bothering my mom and dad until we got one for Christmas. So, so you're the reason why we got it. You can you can blame our uh, Uncle Chris for why we got it because he's the one that sure. <laughs> got, sure, me, sure. got me hooked on it for sure. Like I blew my mind. What you can control something on the television? This Did you guys ever amazing. play um, that game Adventure on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred? Yes. Yeah. Are you just that was, yes. so that was yeah. such a that was such a weird game it was. because it almost feels like a prototype Legend of Zelda. Thing. Yeah. This yeah, smiley it's like a, face it's dude walking yeah. around, like floating around, and you know. yeah, and it had puzzles. It that had one puzzles. Has, mm-hmm. That one did not hold your hand. And it too. had secrets, oh. <laughs> secrets, and puzzles. And you got to find keys. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So, okay. So, all of that said, we've discussed what our first experiences are with gaming. We've got about an hour or so, and I think, I think before we move forward with this conversation, I. I maybe we should have started with this, but when we're talking about retro gaming, when we're talking about classic gaming, mm-hmm. what exactly are we talking about? What generation of systems are Ooh. we considering in this category of retro gaming? And the next picture I have here that I threw in, I, this is going to be a controversial thing. I think it's going to be divisive amongst this group and some of our listeners. Um, the magazine, which I didn't know was a thing, Retro Gamer magazine, yep. officially released a cover that the PlayStation 2 <laughs> is considered to be a retro console. Totally. I, I, 100%. Anything that's 20 years or older is considered. No. No. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a retro 20, game. No. PlayStation 2 came out 20 years here's, ago. Okay. It's retro. 100%. Here's, so, so when you here's my logic. Maybe I'm the only one here. PlayStation. Usually 2, you are when it comes to everything. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> you just don't want to admit how old opinion. you are. That's all. Shut it. That's not what it is. <laughs> when I hear someone say, like, if an indie developer is making a game and they're pitching it, and they say this is going to have a real retro feel to it. It's like a retro style game. It's like a classic retro old school gaming. Are you thinking PlayStation Xbox? No. Not even remotely crossing your mind when you're thinking I mean, retro nowadays. Games. Most retro games nowadays are based off of that style. No, dude, I'm telling you, if you have a retro game, it is every system before online gaming became a thing. So, so would you would you say the PlayStation Xbox, One? PlayStation One and N64 maybe would be included in that. But even that maybe for me is a little only... waffly, but I definitely right. would not include <laughs> Here's the you or the original Xbox. That's online gaming. If you need the kinda, internet to be able to play with your friends, that's not retro gaming. 
PlayStation 2 is barely online gaming. There's this game. <laughs> That's a great game. That's a great game, There's Andrew. It's called Evil Land. Yes. And it's all based upon retro games. And it's a RPG where as you upgrade, you as actually you evolve the into newer graphics. And the final graphics that you get into are PlayStation and- 2 graphics. And not just not just graphics, but the gameplay too. Yeah, and the gameplay as well. And all yeah, the right. new it starts with all like Legend of Zelda type effects, and then you move on to more RPGs and it goes on to different various uh oh, okay. game styles. It's, so it's a very like, fun game. Sounds I like an it. awesome game. It sounds like something I would very much enjoy. That is not an argument for the PlayStation 2 and the original Xbox to be considered retro games. The idea is that now that PlayStation 2 is one of those games, it is one of that style. Because Um, one developer thinks so? Alberto, you had your hand over. Yeah. I got a a quick question because, so I'm not saying at all that I agree with Dan, but I love when they start with that. I'm not (laughs) saying I agree with you. That's how we got into the last 30, 40 minute conversation. But I'm not saying I agree, but I'm saying I do have a question kind of in the same realm. Maybe a different way to to kind of question it is, is there ever going to be a new definition of retro? I feel like the idea of what retro has been has been the same for about, and I would argue maybe like the last 15-ish years. Since then, now N64, PS2, Xbox, and GameCube, they're kind of looked at as retro sometimes. Is this going to be like a new era, almost called like the nostalgia era versus like the I would, retro I would era? I think, that's, I think they've gone the right path. I'm much retro. more inclined to go that route, Alberto, to look at it and not unlike how they've classified comic books to be the Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age, not unlike rock music, the vintage rock, official vintage yeah. rock era is 1964 to 1974, and that is it. Those 10 years, that is vintage rock officially within the the broadcast and, and, and music world, right? Like, it, that's that era. So if you're going to say vintage rock and it's not within that decade, it's not vintage rock. You're just using the term wrong. And so when I think retro gaming or classic gaming, I think, you know, it, it's it's pixels, not polygons. And that's my story, and I'm no. sticking to it. Yes, Christian. You're wrong. Okay. But okay. Question for you. Okay. Uh, okay. What, what year were you that born? out there. And yeah. what year were you born? What year was I born? 1983. Yeah. Okay. And so so, so the Super Nintendo, we said, came out 1986, right? Was that or 1985? Oh, what year did that come out? 86. It came out. It was yeah. really so in America. It was released okay. in 1986. So would you would you consider the Super Nintendo retro then? I don't think the Super Nintendo came out in 86. Nintendo came out in 86. Either way, that would, you consider, would you would you consider the Super Nintendo retro? Who are yeah. you asking me? You. Yes. Okay. I say way. anything be anything up to. Uh, or after, well, anything that came out. I think anything before the Atari Jaguar is easily considered retro, and then anything past, like Dreamcast. No, I, I, I want to. Like, this is my question because, like, you can you you were born in the around the time period that this console was released. So I'm curious, do you consider that retro? Yeah. Okay. So there are pe- there are people who are now turning 21 years old. Who were born the year the, the PlayStation 2 came out? Yep. And so to them, 
that's that that console is the same thing to them that the Super Nintendo is to you. So you're saying that they're not allowed to consider that retro because it's not as old as the one you consider retro. No, that's not what I'm saying. You're saying I'm, it's not considered I'm, retro. I'm saying, I'm saying that the the standards of what is considered to be retro has to be more than just oh, it came out around when I was born. That's Ooh. not what that's not what the terminology means. One more it's, question. It's old. So what? So what? What's what's the time? What's the what's the year then? What year Any, stops being anything retro? that is pixels and not polygons? As soon as the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation and the the uh, Sega Saturn came out, we started moving into a whole that new generation so, of games. That's retro. So you're telling me the Nintendo 64 is not retro? I, I already explained I, that I'm on the fence about. Like that right there is like the transitional era. <laughs> anything, anything after anything after the Nintendo 64, the original PlayStation. And the Sega Dream or the Sega oh, Saturn are definitely are not sure retro. Those use polygons. I thought that. That's what I'm, those... Andrew. Andrew. Dan. I already Dan. explained that it, it, those <laughs> that generation is like eh, maybe, but as soon as you start talking about okay, you can game with your friends online. That's a whole new generation of gaming that we are still in. That's not retro. Yeah, it's not it's retro. Too barely was an online system yeah right but there's got to be the beginning of it somewhere and the end of another one elsewhere and online gaming is that what you, point. okay That's what, what would you consider uh the playstation 2 up till you know i feel like the playstation 2 xbox dreamcast gamecube era was such a different time than the next generation where it became very much like this is an online system xbox was that, ahead of that time that was the blur that's the line that 94 to we that's yes. when the line is divided into yes. retro i would say the we we xbox 360 ps3 that is the cutoff those are the consoles that are no longer retro y'all are only saying that because of when you were born no, that's the only reason why you're saying no. That. Dan, I, I was Dan, well, I, that was my those were my prime consoles, and I'm still considering them retro. Dan, I got a question. Um, yeah. So again, not agreeing, but I do understand a little bit, and it, and I have a related question. So I've had the same problem, not with games, but more along with movies. So Casablanca, um, you know, Citizen Kane, those are considered in movies classics, but to some people, they're called like vintage classics. And then mm -hmm. movie like Alien, Die Hard, uh, Godfather, those are also considered classics as well. So it's what would you consider the movies from like the 40s, like Casablanca and stuff like that? And then what would you consider movies like Godfather? Would you, like where? I, I, I break those down not on like the way that comic books are. There's the golden age of cinema and there's the silver age of cinema. Oh, okay, okay. And like that's how I look at it. Yeah, and just a lot of those transitions are based on major technical advancements that moved the entire medium in a whole new direction after that point like like the xbox and the okay, place the original and xbox the was ahead of its time. having online yes. No, they, they all had online. They, they all yes, had online but gaming. Nobody played online PS2. Right. No. So, like when Technicolor came out, not every single film was doing Technicolor, but that era of films 
started the entire new generation of classifying cinema and that so whole can we can we meet halfway then and like i'll definitely like agree and disagree at the same time because i do see your side for sure and i was born like pretty much like the same probably week as christian if anything so i definitely like see both sides but for the sake of keeping the conversation going if you're not going to call it retro and i've already kind of given it just like a random name of like nostalgia era what what name would you better give it then like the 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 introduction to 3D gaming all the way up until HD gaming because I feel like that's his own weird little. I would, I would be willing. So here's the deal. I would be willing to compromise mm -hmm. the idea that the original PlayStation and the Nintendo 64 could be classified as retro mm -hmm. um, because that again is based on an entire generation without the internet. Like once the game was made and released, that was it. Were there other games that came out on the Xbox, the PlayStation 2, the Dreamcast that once they were made, that was it? Yeah, but the internet connection enabled them to be able to push updates to change the game for the person. Okay, so what would you call that generation? Every other generation prior to that, that was never an option. That's a whole different generation names. Yeah, so what would you call that then? If you're not going to call it retro, what would you call it? I think PlayStation... Online game. I mean, it's online game. The generation of online gaming. But it's not. It's not online gaming. PlayStation 3 is when online gaming really took off. PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. It's when it took off, yeah. But that's not when it started. I think that I, it started a whole generation before that with Halo 2. It started a whole generation before that with NFL 2K on the Dreamcast. It started a whole generation before that with Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2 online on both the PS2 and the original I, Xbox. I think Alberto makes a really good point of, and he probably didn't even realize he made this point, that like the Xbox and the PS2 and the GameCube and the Dreamcast were standard definition systems. HD gaming wasn't a thing. It was. It was just really low, high definition. The original Xbox. I would up consider it true HD. Well, yeah, not like, not that we know now. No, is it 720? It was able to get up to 720p. Yeah, with the what was but the, I'm saying, what was like, the aspect ratio. I, 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 I wouldn't consider 720 like true HD. I feel like 1080 is where you start what? the true HD. High definition is all that matters. I mean, if we're talking, you can get cables for it that are composite or component. That's a major step towards HD. What I'm trying it's to say not... is the next generation after that, Xbox 360, PS3, the Wii is a anomaly. Um, <laughs> it always was. Yeah, Nintendo's in its own just kind yeah, of the original. Yeah. The original those start of that generation, HD though, systems. none of them. Yes, but none of those games started with 720 or started with 1080 either. The original PlayStation's line. They started with an the HDMI cable. They started with, but the PS3 didn't. But it was always the same as the last generation before. The games were still at 720 at best, which is what the top tier was of the previous generation. That was HD gaming. So right, we're spending way too much time on this. We yeah. need to move on. I, I mean, but it's a genuine conversation. You know? I'll consider it almost like the nostalgia era. Um, only because like I, I also do get like your point where like it did reach, like it did in fact still reach HD, you know, 720, at least like the bare minimum to be considered HD. But like oddly enough, like the Super Nintendo was coax 
and then it did also reach AV. So it it was almost finally getting out of like like the RF uh, era of gaming, which was like right. the Atari Twenty Six and everything. So I I do see both points, but I got push that one over. Yeah, there. I, I will. I'll, I will. I'll agree yeah. to disagree, yeah. and I'll call it more of a nostalgia era. Which yeah, maybe I will agree might... as well. Man. I think PlayStation One and Nintendo Sixty Four are easily retro, one hundred percent, without a shadow of a doubt in my mind. I will agree that PlayStation Two and original Xbox can be considered a kind of bridge generation. I would call the N64 easily retro just because it still uses the one thing that really calls everything else retro, and it's cartridges. It still yeah, uses cartridges. 100%. At least that system itself should be considered retro by that point, just because it was the last home console that used it. It's the farewell, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, 100% next, next question, we're shifting things a bit here. Yes, sir. Into the arcade world. Now, gentlemen, do you remember what an arcade is do you know yes, what an arcade is? vividly yes dan i am not Bobby, i know you know what an arcade is <laughs> so do you guys dan, understand what wanna... you want to explain to the youngins what an arcade oh, is bobby god you guys so when i was a little the place called the mall you're you didn't have to wear a mask and you had bobby, what these, is a mall a mall is you had all these stores inside a building and you can go shopping is that then, like amazon oh okay so in person yeah, like amazon in right person. exactly that was in person and then when your parents wanted to wanted time away from you they would give you a 20 dollar bill and say go play in the arcade and, and then you pop that in, get a whole bunch of quarters and you play a bunch of games so in all seriousness though we all know what an arcade is mm -hmm. um they aren't really a thing anymore. <laughs> Not by much. I Unless you go to like, you, I mean, you no, mentioned like Dave and Busters and stuff. Pre-COVID, it was quite a thing. It was, there was a yeah. resurgence. Uh, barcades were a True. big part of Yeah. Very good um, point. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what the future is going to be after COVID. If like arcades are going to, because so I many people so. are going to want social interaction. Yes. I'm hoping that arcades like become a big deal. You know, I really but, hope so. Um, arcades arcades are one of my favorite things there's some about, legit but... awesome arcades that are still being put out too they're really yeah, good yeah, like new one. ninja turtles one a four-player ninja turtles that mm -hmm. is brand new to an arcade exclusively and it looks amazing so you need to if you got some time to research and pull up the picture there is a new tomb raider what? light gun and the thing is like 20 feet long it is a four-player Tomb Raider light gun game, and the thing is just massive. Sounds if you sick. can look it up, I'm uh, looking it up now. Let's go to our first first one though, Alberto. Which yeah. arcade game did you spend the most money on when you were growing up? Which one sucked most of your quarters? This is what we got here. So, um, I I put my main one and I put runner up because right. my runner up Time Crisis. I know for sure Time Crisis Two, which is why when Andrew posted that picture. I was like, what's your address? You might accidentally get a break-in. Don't call the cops. Let's <laughs> um, <laughs> got a, his own Time Crisis 2 arcade. I know. So Time Crisis 2, I played a lot. Um, I only have one sibling, my sister. And since this game often was paired with the Player 2 cabinet, um, it was the perfect yeah. game for both of us to really take, take a part in. But if it was a game that I know for sure that still took the most amount of my money, um, and the one that hurt the most when I lost the the arcade cabinet, there was a movie theater 
that was called Movies 10. It was in the area that 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 we lived by. And Movies 10, unfortunately, shut down a few years back. In there, they had a really mini, mini little arcade room. In there, they had one crazy taxi arcade cabinet that I have been playing since middle school. And I played it Dang. all the way through high school, and I kept playing. And eventually, I made it to the top 15 names in the high what? school chart. And when they shut down that place, I was like, there goes my hard work. There, I will that's never the thing, though, getting that high score, name. dude. For real. It's like there in Wreck-It Ralph when they're <laughs> unplugging the arcade. Yeah. Oh, it hurt. Oh. It hurt. So that's why, uh, I put, that's why I had to put uh, Crazy Taxi number one because it was the one that, like, like Time yeah. Press was one that, like, you popped in some quarters. I never cared about my high score, but Crazy Taxi was the one that every time I heard that, yeah, 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 din -it, din -it, din -it. Like, like a punk rock song Off started. Spring. Oh, my God. Once that song started, I just shifted into – into drive and that's it. And I, and I was ready to rock and roll. And I was ready to drop everything on that machine every single time. I remember Galloping Ghost even had a crazy taxi. And Ari and I were we spent like a half hour in that machine. Just okay, you go. Okay, my turn. Okay, you go. Okay, my turn. And I was just back and forth, just trying to get onto that that leaderboard. That's something I I, I really love. There's like a competitiveness almost. And it's almost like you know how dogs when they go on walks, they have to pee on every tree. Even though, <laughs> even though maybe a dog hasn't peed on it in like weeks, okay, that's like, the it's, it's like we are dogs, and that's a tree, and I had to pee on it and put it in every time. Yeah, I'm following you 100 every time. That's hilarious. But hilarious. crazy taxi for sure. Cool. Um, here's uh, let me see if I can bring this up. Here is uh, that Tomb Raider game, Andrew, that you were talking about. Um, if uh if it'll work i haven't played it i don't know if it's any good but i saw it at a, a place and i was like it looks ridiculous the, i was like this is the biggest arcade i have ever seen it looks ginormous um especially for like a light gun shooter if you miss if you miss anything on this gigantic screen you are terrible <laughs> terrible at shooting um that here it is right here Oh wow! Oh, wow. It's huge, right? And on rail shooters is one of those things that I feel like arcade games. Yeah, that's a four player one. That's, that is one hundred percent a dig busters as well. That's awesome. Yeah, like and on rail shooters is the kind of thing that you can't really replicate that experience at home nearly as closely mm -hmm. as yeah, doing it on a on a cabinet. You know, um, this thing is huge and she's got a pistol that looks exactly like laura croft's main gun which is awesome um and it's four player like have you ever four seen a player? four player like game? Awesome. is it four player no Unless i think it looks like it's two, two player you have two guns yeah it's that two might... player two guns because laura croft has her dual pistols oh, okay, that makes sense. oh that makes a lot of sense i will also yeah, say there's one one uh one interesting thing here. I don't know if you guys have uh, noticed in more like modern kind of like games like that, they're starting to like um, incorporate actual save features where you can carry like what? like a save feature from like yeah. I don't know if it's from like card to card or like an app, but you can scan something onto different cabinets and it carries on your arcade progress almost yeah. like it's like a normal cartridge game and it was it's the oddest thing. Not many cabinets that I know of at least utilize it, but the few that do. It's interesting to say the least. This game kind of looked like it might take advantage of that because it, it looks like the 360 reboot of Tomb Raider. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I, well, but it, it definitely looks like it's four player. Like, there's 
Yeah. You can bring this up. It definitely looks like it's four player because down at the bottom, there's like it, you're using a card in order to put in your credits for it. And down at the bottom, you'll see swipe card and there's four of them. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, four player. yeah that is definitely four player. It yeah. must be four player. I've never seen an on rail four person. Yeah. That's interesting. Sorry about that. I'm going to cut you guys off. What are you going to no, say? No, I was going to say. When does anyone remember when they went from quarter slash tokens to the swipe card system? Yeah. And no, how do you guys like, feel about the new swipe card systems? I don't like it at all. I mean, but, it's definitely easier. It is easier. It's easier. For sure. You gotta pay like five bucks just to get the card. Right. Yeah. I did a lot though walking around with like a random little Dixie cup filled with quarters and running That's from true. place to place. And yeah. like either tucking in between my legs or on like the True. actual cabinet, yeah. just popping them in. It's but if you convenient. lose that card, that is it. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Yeah. I definitely feel like it's easier, but it does take away some of the, the, oh, the scramble of like you're yeah. dead and you gotta find that quarter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Guys... Where's the quarter? Run to the <laughs> yeah. machine. Get the yeah. Yeah. You guys the button while it counts down. Keep resetting the counter. I remember yeah. that. Did any of you guys used that. to go from cabinet to cabinet? Now, I might be just that that really terribly awful kid that used to do this, but there it is. Continue. Um, 18, I used 17, to walk. 16. I used to sometimes walk around like the arcade, and sometimes people would forget that they had credits saved on to their oh, machines or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would just press the eject button and try to get some nope. free tokens that way, or some free quarters, oh, and yeah. take it real quick. And I'm like, yes, I got one more try. And crazy tanks in that for sure dude i kept doing funny that. funny story funny story kind of jumping off that um oh. me and my dad used to go to haunted trails all the time when i was a kid growing up which one burbank or uh i went to both of them which do you know which one um uh i don't remember Is this an arcade? yes haunted trails it was an art yeah. it was an arcade yeah. and we used to go there all the time when i was growing up and like to the point where like the owners knew us <laughs> like and we just like that was what we would do on the weekends and it was so fun and there was one time where me and my dad were getting tokens from the machine and my dad was putting putting the money in and i had i was holding the buckets so we'd catch all the quarters and this like random kid just like walks up to us and just like sticks his hand in my bucket and just like starts oh. trying to take quarters out what and so my dad looks at him and he's like what are you doing and he's like i'm getting some quarters and my dad's like, go get your own quarters. These are our quarters. <laughs> what? And he's like, but I just, need on that kid. I just need two to continue. And he's like, well, then go find a dollar and put it in the machine somewhere right. else. And so the kids took two of our quarters and dipped. Wow. Uh, he just, this, man. Yeah. He just went back, back to play his game? <laughs> yeah, he just big bolted off. That's that's when I walk over to him while he's playing his game and uh, totally mess with him the whole time. So those two quarters were completely worthless and wasted. Uh, Andrew, this is an interesting choice for you. I was uh, I was I mean, when we're talking game, we're talking usually video games. This isn't I mean, I guess it's a video game, but it's it's not the typical video game. Not your typical video game. Hungry, hungry hippos. I didn't even know they even had I feel yeah, like I played that. It was going to be between this one and then the uh, the one where the light spins around. Yeah, and you have to uh, stop it like in this little center thing. Has total, proven that it's scam. actually a complete scam. Total oh, scam. all of them. Ninety nine percent of arcade games are scams. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Hungry Hungry Hippos was always like, I don't. Maybe Daniel, you might have been too old to play it, but I remember my brother, our brother Isaac, and Valerie, and me. Like we always did this. Yeah, um, you guys were always going after the tickets to get all those cheap little trinkets. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, What's yeah, the yeah, point yeah. of that? I, and you were playing House of the Dead while I wasn't alive. I was playing House of the Dead and Area Fifty One and Mortal Kombat. That's what I was playing. Dan's so. like, I was too busy growing my beard to play those kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I started, I started shaving my head when I was six. Double. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. I remember when I the first time I saw House of the Dead, and I, it was like this strange thing where i was like i know i should not be watching this but i can't look away (laughs) oh yeah like i could when when i was playing okay so when i was playing like alien uh area 51 and house of the dead i made sure it was the times when i was dropped off at the mall or i drove myself and my mom and dad were not around at all because if they saw me (laughs) shooting things in the face and their heads exploding and blood splurting everywhere they uh they they would have definitely um grounded which is why i always played hungry hungry hippo so yeah i wasn't i was i was a little more risque i guess i don't know um interesting choice and did any of you guys ever get into like the ticket games when you went to the arcade did you dive into the ticket stuff or was it yeah all the time all the time at chuck e cheese and putting it in here for like 15 oh, yeah. minutes. <laughs> that, that's, that's, about the part, that. that's, that's the part I'm most mad about, about the swipes, is not having people tickets to cash in anymore. Yeah. Yeah, because like, you used to be able to like, you used to be able to walk past like that ticket machine and see that one kid with a mountain of tickets and be like, I, I don't know you, but I hate you. Right? I went to a golf course with a video game and they had a giant Space Invaders. And I took the. I've um, seen that. It looks amazing. I took the Philip Fry approach, and I'm like, I'm gonna play this like Philip Fry. And I heard, um, oh my gosh, I heard that whole song playing yeah, my yeah. game, and just like that, that one Futurama uh, episode, and I beat the game. And, no and I'm like, ding, 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 and all, and I'm like yelling and screaming, and my wife and my my son, who was like just a couple months old, we were at a there was a fundraiser at this golf course, at this mini golf course, and I just won Space Invaders, I'm like woo tickets, tickets, <laughs> and I'm like I'm gonna give my tickets to all the kids. <laughs> there you go, there you go, That's the awesome. hero of the day, right? I love it. And then the parents are like. No, thank you, because we already own three of those swords. <laughs> right? Yeah. Those cheap little trinkets that they're going to buy all that stuff. You know how um, many of those little army men with the really crappy parachutes I got, Bobby, as a kid? Right? That's it. I just kept throwing them, and I was like, one of them will work. Or the little poppers that you'd, like, push in, and then mm-hmm. it would or the stupid mm-hmm. model airplanes, the paper ones, the styrofoam ones that flew oh, yeah. three and a half inches. Oh, it looks so them. cool. Or yeah, you spend they, uh, $20 to get a $20 toy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Bobby, uh, moving on to your choice. I love this choice. And if anybody, anybody at Arcade One Up is listening or watching, probably not, but who knows? It's a small world. Um, I would love to have this game. I chose to the arcade game. They made an arcade game? I thought it was only a console game. Terminator 2, the arcade game. This is the best oh, wow. T2 game, uh, best Terminator game. Like I ever. agree. Yes. 
excellent yeah, I mean, choice, Bobby. You played you played Terminator on Super Nintendo or Nintendo. You tried playing all those nothing because it was horrible. The, 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 the hits were off, but this yeah. was a true Terminator game. It take you from the future to the actual movie, and the effects were real. It had Arnold going, I'll be back. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, so I thought that was just the pinnacle. And then when it came, eventually this game did come to consoles, but I don't think it good. did justice. No, no it, it wasn't good at all. Not yeah, even that's the only version I knew about. I haven't been to a, I never went to like a Chuggy Cheese or Haunted Trail. It would have been Castle. This would have been at like an Enchanted Castle. A yeah, Haunted Trail yeah. and Enchanted Castle were both are both owned by the same company. Yeah, and, were, and the interesting were, thing about about this one, this was kind of in the same vein as um, the uh, Weapon X um, Generation X. X, whatever that one is by um, uh, Aerosmith. Revolution X. Revolution X, right? Like the guns were permanently fixed and mounted on a pivot to the actual console. It wasn't like uh, there was like a holster, like with time crisis, like Bobby was doing um, with, or uh, like what uh, Alberta was saying with time crisis. This is like, they were mounted there pointing at the screen and you had to pivot the thing and move it up. But it was so good. It was so good. The story was captivating and it, and it brought an extra layer to the movie. Yeah. If you love the movie, it brought an extra layer to the movie. I never got to watch the movie when I was a kid, so this was my only experience to mm. Terminator, and that's part of the reason why I ate it up and loved it so much, because I felt like I was kind of getting away with something, but my mom and dad weren't as upset because I'm shooting evil robots, and they're cool mm -hmm. with that. You're not mm -hmm. shooting anything else. You're blowing away robots. So, you know, it's not quite, uh, you know, people exploding like in... House of the Dead or something like that. So, uh, next one, Christian. All these yes. Unreal shooters. I love this. So, love so this. I played. So there's about I think three or four different silent scopes there that have come out. Three over, officially yeah. that really and all three of them I have played before. a ridiculous amount of times. Yeah, they were fun and ridiculous and very almost like they were very cheesy like you were obviously sniping people and assassinating people but it was very cheesy cheesily yeah. done in a way like and there was always like a hidden like bikini model that you had to like that you used to get like extra <laughs> hearts and stuff like that like and it was just it was it was a like it was a fun way to just zone yourself in and lose an hour two hours of time like okay. It's so fun. I loved them. That's hilarious, dude. And fun fact, they turned them all into PS2 games as well. They did. They did. And original Xbox. And they were so, so fun even on console as well. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, for me, I picked two because I just couldn't decide which one. Area 50. I forgot Area 51. The oh. original light gun shooter, Area 51. There was also Maximum Force. And then there was Site B, Area 51, Site B. Um, this game in particular, it was a tough choice between this as far as Unreal Shooter option and House of the Dead. Both of those were 
Is there a Michael there. Jackson zombie in the bottom left? Hey, right? For real. <laughs> it's hilarious. Michael Jackson but, did have his own arcade game as well. It was Moonwalker. Yeah, he did. Moonwalker. The arcade is the amazing version of that game, too. Definitely. Yes. Again, Way another bad port to the, to the system. But to the Area 51 system. was by far the one that took the most quarters from me. And then when we got a PlayStation and a light gun, Dude, we got this. And it was time at home. It was legit. The arcade experience at home, that's it, what it felt like anyway. Yeah. And loved burning through so many quarters and beating this game over and over and over. Um, and I I would love to absolutely have one of these yeah, in my home someday. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the other Just one. The, the other one aliens is. Being killed. Yeah, you're, you hit them and they like blow up and explode into like a million gutsy pieces it's, dan it's as soon as i saw this i haven't seen an arcade or an area 51 cabinet in so long i had like ptsd for a moment because like <laughs> i i remember being looking at kid. this picture yeah yeah you had a I, Vietnam I remember being a kid and shout out to Merrill's park there's like a little uh mom and pop pizza shop that they had one cabinet there in the pizza shop where they sold big old thick slices of pizza with the fattest Little sausage and pepperoni pieces there, greasy and arcade. And there was that machine there, right there. And I just remember popping in every single week to change for my lunch from school at least one or two tries while like my mom yeah, would dude. wait the pizza. Dude, I remember the sound of the um the attract mode of this thing. Yeah. It goes da -da -da, and then like the you know, the gun shooting oh, wow. and you know, the whole I love this game so much. Um the uh the other one for me, I you know me you know i love mortal kombat like of all mm -hmm. the fighting games that have ever come out ever mortal kombat it is it for me love this franchise um of the original trilogy i'm kind of a dissenter most people love two two's really good but ultimate mortal kombat three definitely took the most quarters for me um it is fantastic and when you learn how to do a few neat unique tricks that other people didn't know like this is the era of arcade right like the internet wasn't huge so as soon as you learn how to do something you remembered it so you could show it off to all your buddies when you went to the arcade mm -hmm. right so being able to take cyber smoke which is who was initially in this game and then as soon as the round starts you know the right button combination to hold down to poof, then he turns into human smoke instead and his move list is different. His fatalities are different. Like doing that sort of thing at the arcade, even if you lost, even if you like lost miserably, everybody was like, dude, how did you do that? That was amazing. What the, you got to tell me how to do that. And you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. And then you just hoped, you know, you did it the next time around and you saw everybody watch you like a hawk to see what you were doing. And then they try it and they didn't do it right. And they go, no, seriously, how'd you do that? Like that era of game and especially with fighting games, especially with fighting games, Street Fighter and Tekken and all of that stuff. You drop your quarter on the screen right next to it. I got next match. Right. You like, probably have a whole podcast based on fighter games for real i and mortal kombat definitely took the most quarters for me oh bobby that's a great me. idea i want an excuse to talk about um what, talk about fighting games there yeah there was a wcw versus nwo oh yeah, that's a good game just to even give that one good game right there or um wwe no mercy no mercy yeah that was uh 
was the big was one. Sixty-four. That was in sixty-four, and there was an arcade machine version. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and then WWF Raw was the one that was on the yeah. um, PlayStation, right? Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So retro systems. Now we're going to wrap things up here. We got about a half hour. Um, our favorite retro systems of all time. Full disclosure. Full disclosure, I made I made my decision before we had our conversation. I was going to say, I disagree yeah. with the decision on <laughs> principle, but I'm not um, going to go back into that conversation. Um, but now we have that conversation. I'll, now I'll, I'll, I'll happily let you have this uh, and explain your logic here, Alberto. Okay. Your favorite retro system is... Okay, like I said, <laughs> the PlayStation right on, right on. So PlayStation 2, right? I originally wanted to put Game Boy Advance but it's technically a year older and I uh, wanted to be as close to the year 2000. This just barely made a cutoff and I wanted to pick PS2 also because the other reason um, the rest of you guys are already going to give love to my other really huge top choices. So I really would love to hear you guys gush about the other two uh, or the other four choices you guys picked. But PS2, it, the reason I really loved it, um, it was our home's first DVD player. I never had a PS1 growing up, so to be able to have a backwards compatible console, that was really mm -hmm. cool. And a DVD player all in one, which is yeah. a big deal back then. I was able to have it in my bedroom, so I was able to watch movies at the same time, playing games. Um, I just remember being able to do like the, the whole memory card stuff. Like Memory cards were still a thing during that time. Um, on top of that, my cousin had a uncle that uh, from like the other side of the family who would bootleg dvds like playstation disc and you know emulated right. and or like burnt disc were like a huge thing back then he had this whole cd it was like 200 something playstation one games on one dvd and another 150 and like another dvd so i had like the entire playstation one library right then and there so being able to play on this ps2 was awesome there's just too many good memories and for me like the way i see the ps2 is also the system that brought in like the iToy it brought in rock band, it brought in the Guitar Hero peripherals. It came in a lot of things and it was almost like an arcade was really finally at my house because you can get yeah, the light guns for time prices. I can see that. I can see that for sure, Alberto. So what was, was, what was your favorite PlayStation 2 game out of curiosity, Alberto? Um, favorite would probably have to be Tony Hawk's Underground. <laughs> I know, I know Tony Hawk's oh. Of course, the Tony Hawk, dude. We, but, we just yeah, I, mean, I should have known. I know Come on, Christian. But at the same yeah. time, uh, the one probably <laughs> the one that impacted me the most and really made me start looking at games not just like as something to, you know, to plug in a plug in a controller and just play for fifteen minutes or something. It was Kingdom Hearts. Um, mm -hmm. It was my first time finding like secret bosses, the whole RPG route, going on side quests, kind of stuff, and gathering things, upgrading. There was something really unique about that, and it changed everything for me so this system to me was an arcade at home a dvd player at home a playstation 2 i was able to play call of duty 3 online with like the four people that played online because i had the big chunky one with the you know. <laughs> did you get that adapter on the back oh it was terrible this you had to wait like the 37 minutes for it to connect to the internet before you the could speed do anything. online garbage the that was the, and that was the weird thing about playstation that um at that point like they've they finally created that adapter for the PlayStation 2 to get online because so many games were heading that way, but it wasn't standard required for you to yeah. have to have an Ethernet connection. Xbox was like, nope, if you're going to do anything, we're not doing dial-up. 
we're, we're not making room for that. And PlayStation mm-hmm. was like, oh, you can do dial up if you want. And it took forever, forever. <laughs> yeah, and, it was and wild. Someone Bobby's also something. right. Yeah, Bobby said that like Kingdom Hearts with their crazy amount of sequels and their stories going off that's the storylines. That's a really confusing series. That storyline, I I remember when the like, Game Boy Advance yourself. game was gonna come out. And I saw the trailers. I was like, oh, I'll pick that up one day. And then I picked up Kingdom Hearts two. I didn't know anything what was going on. And it turns out that little Game Boy Advance game that came in the middle of it was canon the entire time. I didn't have the internet. I didn't know that it was a canon thing, and I like I just played Kingdom Hearts two, missing twenty hours of content, and I was just mm. lost the first five seven hours. I was like, "What the hell is going on in this game?" Right now? <laughs> <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts continues that all the way up until modern day. Yeah, and, 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 and PSP, PS Vita, or no PSP, 3DS, um, iOS, iOS. Yeah, they, that's true. They even me like an yeah, iOS it's crazy, and it's all yeah, it's all. Fumble. It's all over the place. And still, nobody can make heads or tails. Kingdom Hearts is the ultimate acid trip of video gaming. Yeah. <laughs> I did. That in the Metal Gear series. Yeah, Metal Gear, if you're going to try oh and make sense of the Metal Gear, that you, you can't make sense of those either. Yeah, There's like know. a YouTube video out there, like someone trying to explain it. And I was just like, I'm bad. I tried it. watching some of those too, Andrew, and I was like, I can't. Yeah. A buddy of mine was. I don't was, care that much. Therefore, was a game, fr- I don't care. The, there was a Friday night. I was playing with a buddy of mine named Ryan, and he had a few drinks. And I, I, I asked him, "Hey, just explain to me Metal Gear Solid." I tried playing Ground Zero, and I don't understand the story for forty-five minutes because he was a little buzzed and he didn't understand the concept of the time. He told me the whole storyline <laughs> of Metal Gear Solid. Chronological order or release order? Both. And then after, <laughs> after 45 minutes, because I didn't want to interrupt him, I, he's passionate about that series, and I can tell his filter is off, and he's really enjoying it. At the end of it, though, he ends with this, and I swear on everything he goes. You know, saying this out loud, though, yeah, actually, this game is really confusing as hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, was it like, is. Yes, thank you for realizing that. Thank you. Real. Forty-five <laughs> minutes later, all I remember of Metal Gear Solid Two is we were playing it, and then all of a sudden, you're this blonde guy walking around naked. I know. Yeah. Doing cartwheels. And I'm like, like yes. um, so we're playing walking while we're playing this. Like <laughs> we got we got Metal Gear Solid Two because it was like every super yeah. hyped up, fantastic game. Everybody's excited to play the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're playing through it, and we've already talked about how our parents were like, okay, you can't play this, you can't play that, you can't do this, you can't do that. So we play this game, and then suddenly when it shifts over from Solid Snake over to... Um, Liquid Snake? Is it Raiden? Raiden? Right. Whatever the Raiden. Yeah. Raiden, right? Um, and it starts out, you're playing as him, and the dude is walking around butt-ass naked. Mm-hmm. You're um, like, what the... You, you, we, the I just were like, what is this? We like looked at each other and we're yeah. like, are we going to keep playing this? This is I know. so I'm like, I'm like laughing. I'm also embarrassed. We're watching the door to make sure mom doesn't walk in. Like, what the hell is this game you're playing right now? It was the most confusing experience yeah. ever. And uh, we did keep playing it and eventually got past the butt naked part. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that my first and only delve into the Metal Gear series is the one that was on PlayStation 3. It was... Um, Ford. Oh, it's Sons of Liberty. Yes. And all the, or the no, only... Was that four? Was that four? No, that, no, four, Sons of Liberty. Yeah, the only thing that stands out to me about that game, the only thing that I can remember, is 
the like 72 minute final cutscene. Mm. <laughs> it was like a whole movie basically. Yeah, and like I remember I remember it vividly because I was playing it in the morning before I had to leave for church. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm almost like, at the end of the game." Like, so, let me just finish it up, it. It up. And literally, we, we we I was like, "I can't turn it off. I can't pause it. I can't pause it." I was like, "I don't know how long this cutscene's going." It just kept going and going and going and going and going. <laughs> And it just, it literally went on forever. Did you get to finish before you go to I church? Finally, no. went, finally ended up finishing it. Like, just literally by the skin of my teeth. That's hilarious, dude. Uh, moving on. Andrew, your choice. We can maybe dive into this together to save some time because it's my so choice good. as well. I think um, it was Bobby's choice, too. I'm not Yeah, sure. I think all three of you have the same choice. Bobby, did yeah. you pick this one as well or no? Yeah, I, I actually... Super Nintendo yeah. Entertainment System is our favorite retro system. All three of us, right? All three of us pick if, Super Nintendo. Yeah. This is, like, a really hard thing to say because I have a wall of video games. But if I had to choose that every other video game system in the world was destroyed and I could only choose one, it would probably be the Super Nintendo because even though that would take away online gaming, which is like a great thing, there are just way too many memories that I could never give up from the Super Nintendo. And I um, think th this is when gaming, for me at least, truly became an art and it started getting players and it started... Um, Game testing, game testing was actually a thing, and you yeah. can see there, there was a lot of love and thought put into these games. So, sorry, sorry, Andrew. Oh, dude, no, take yeah. it. I but, mean, that's that's my thought because right now I'm I'm replaying Super Metroid right now. It's so um, good. And I, my, yeah, I got calluses right here trying yeah. to figure out the wall jump. You know, <laughs> again, trying to reteach myself how to do the wall jump again, um, just so I can get a another yeah. super bomb or yeah you're, you're in a safe spot and you got to get out of it because you accidentally saved <laughs> so, yeah, so so talking about favorite games from this system though because we kind of we kind of discussed that a little bit with uh alberto with since since he picked the playstation 2 going down the line what is our favorite of our favorite system which game all right so it? hands down like 2d gaming hands down donkey kong country 2 is Diddy Kong's Quest is my favorite game ever. Um, Donkey Kong Country 2. 2. Okay. Uh, that game is just perfection in so many levels of like platforming, of art design, of like the music. Like, I think I might have mentioned this on here before, but I remember our younger brother Isaac um, back in the day when you rented games. Uh, I was like, Isaac, if we clean our entire bedroom without telling mom or, mom or dad asking us to, there's no way that they're going to say no to us renting a video game. And <laughs> we like head to toe, top to bottom, cleaned the entire bedroom. They walked in, were shocked at how clean it was. And of course, we asked if we could rent a video game. And they, you know, I was right. They, we got All to rent a right, video I game. All right, I guess we'll do that. Um, and I was like, I want to rent again Donkey Kong Country 2 so that I can hear the soundtrack. Because back then, there was an internet, and that was the only way that I could listen to the soundtrack. Um, and so 
crazy story. A year ago, I'm in a cover band that we take video game music and we mash it up with like pop music. Um, and we're called do a barrel roll, which is hilarious for Star Fox Star fans Fox. out there. Um, Excellent. But, uh, we played a year ago at a thing called Magfest, which is probably the nation's biggest um, you played music video game. Yeah, yeah, we played at Magfest. So it's like the the nation's like biggest Alberto music. Like starstruck here for a second. That's awesome. I'm so jealous. That's awesome. We didn't play on the main stage, but we did play like this man. You played there every That's night. It. Yeah. You played there like every night. Um, it was super cool. But the story gets so much better than that because. Uh, every year they have a theme, and the theme that last year was Donkey Kong, just all things Donkey Kong. And out of all the people that happened to be there, the guest of honor was David Wise, who is the composer for Donkey Kong Country. Oh, right? oh dude. So I got to That's meet awesome. David Wise, which I should have included the picture. I got to meet David Wise. I brought, because I knew he was going to be there, I brought my Donkey Kong Country 2 cartridge and got him to sign it and told what? him the story. Yeah, How do I, I not him- know that you got that signature? I didn't know you got that. Yeah, That's so awesome. I, my Donkey Kong Country 2 is signed. And wow. I um, told him the story of like when I was a kid, I needed to hear your music. And the only way I could do it was to go and rent the game. So I cleaned my bedroom head to toe in order to go and get the cartridge to be able to listen to the music which is just like that that's like retro to me where like now you can anywhere any place if you love something you can look it up you know but like back then on youtube that was the only way you could do it so yeah totally dude um that's an awesome story i did not know that yeah bobby what is your choice your favorite chrono trigger Oh, excellent choice. That is Chrono also trigger. a great soundtrack. So, hey, Bobby, I great to, choice. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, too? Um, is Chrono Cross a sequel to Chrono yeah, Trigger? What, what, poor, what is a it? Very poor yes. Sequel. yes, it's like an alternate dimension <laughs> type yeah, deal. I played Chrono Cross, and I was like, I don't It know isn't is not a sequel. A sequel. It mentions them. <laughs> is it a spiritual sequel? Yeah, they he really... So okay, I, anyway. would, I would say that Chrono Cross is less of a spiritual sequel because the gameplay and the actual, like, not even really the same game. But really storyline, narratively, it's kind of in the same. Like, they're they really mentioned sure. what happens in the game right. somewhere, what mm-hmm. happens. More like a spinoff, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but kind of like how Xeno... Xenoblade or Xeno Saga or Xeno Gears. Right. They're all Xeno games. But they're like nothing. Okay, to do with yeah, if you that play Metal if Gear you... Solid, Metal Gear Rising is Rising a sequel? Eh, it's not exactly. Eh. Makes sense. Yeah, you know. If you play the the remakes of Chrono Trigger on any of the new releases after Super Nintendo, there's hidden DS levels. Yeah. yeah, the DSs, the mm-hmm. iOS ports, they have extra levels PSP. that will connect to Chrono Cross. Mm. Yeah. So okay, cool. Um, they added that but, stuff in there, but yeah. Yeah. So, but with Chrono, but with Chrono Trigger, just it got me into RPGs. Um, it's a good introduction to RPGs too, because yeah, so it's it not was, like super heavy. It's got a real, no, it's solid, a great um, game, user friendly kind of. Yeah, yeah. This the, the graphics were awesome for 16 bit. Um, the storyline was phenomenal. 
um, the writing, and then it was one of the first video games. It, pro- it was the first video game with multiple endings, uh-huh. like that fourteen endings. Yeah, and so many, and you can replay yeah. the game with all the stuff that you earned from the first playthrough and start it all over again and enjoy all those yeah, endings. New game plus. Yeah. That's like a yeah. standard now, you know. Right. And the artwork that came on the that came on the booklet was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. All around Chrono Trigger. I played that a game great times. I know that game by heart. Very good choice. So, no, sorry. Cool. Don't apologize. It's no, amazing. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's uh, you had a most awesome. St- I have nothing. To, I just I have no, the orchestra of uh, the Chrono Trigger soundtrack on my yeah. on my phone, just because I love that soundtrack so much. Very. That's solid. a really pretty. Hey, Bobby, have you? Like, what's your take on the Secret of Mana? Like, have you ever played that series, and did, did you enjoy I, it as much? I, I enjoyed Secret of Mana. I'm that's the next on my playlist. So after I beat Metroid, okay. I'm gonna go to Secret of Mana and it's play. RPG, so that's that have, yeah, I that doesn't that didn't have an effect like Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, that changed yeah. my perspective on Just gaming. The clock. In the beginning, when yeah. you start it up, <laughs> you can almost feel Chrono Trigger's like DNA in like modern day like JRPGs and RPGs yep. like to this day like like, mm-hmm. like Final Fantasy for example is the first one that comes to mind like I just almost feel the same company. Yeah. yeah, I mean it yeah, was SquareSoft for sure. Nice. But and here's the interesting thing: I feel like maybe this is accurate, maybe it's not, but I felt like um, the uh, Final Fantasy series was a little too inaccessible for people who weren't familiar with a lot of the JRPG turn-based action-related stuff. And so when Chrono Trigger came out, a lot of the mechanics of that, you could call it hand-holding a little bit, maybe almost like a like a Final Fantasy series, yeah. but with training wheels on it to some degree to get people used to a lot of the core mechanics Agreed. that are in all of those. And then when you get used to that, then you can upgrade essentially for, as far as the game mechanics go to Final Fantasy and all of those. So and you can enjoy the other Final Fantasy game. You right. can enjoy Final Fantasy three, which essentially on S- which is essentially six. Final Fantasy six. Um, right. In the US, <laughs> two is three. Yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. So it was but, Final yeah. Fantasy. Yeah. And then when PlayStation came out, you enjoy, immediately enjoyed Final Fantasy VII because that was groundbreaking. When That's it, where know, they they out. made it. Okay, we're going to the everything is seven. You know, yep. um, <laughs> I will say also yeah. with Chrono Trigger, the mechanics, the, the the gameplay mechanics of that is so much more intriguing to me. I never really growing up like got the whole, and I get it now. But like growing up, I was like, I don't really get turn based RPGs where it's like I hit you, now you hit me. Now I hit you, and now I'm yeah. gonna hit. Like, I get it now, and I think it's fun. But Chrono Trigger was so cool because it had a like bar where, uh, you know, like you reach a point where you get to choose when your attack happens. But also, other people, the enemies, have a bar. They're on the same bar, you know. Yeah. And if you attack them in the time between them choosing their attack and the actual attack happening, then you knock them back to the beginning. Yeah. And 
it was just like such a cool way of like incorporating turn-based RPGs, but also like being more strategic and when you choose to attack, how you attack. And uh, a modern game that has adapted that would be, um, oh gosh, it's it's that paint. It's a game that's like everything's hand painted. Um, oh, what is that one called? By Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why am I, I'm it's like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll remember Look it what up. it is. Look it up. Yeah. Um, and the idea that you got to combine characters and you get yeah, to you know, dual attack and, and you have the right. dual attacks and the tri attacks. And then if yep. one holds on a special object with the right set of characters, you could, um, that, that, then a new attack opens up. So child yep. of light, child of light. Yeah, that is yeah. a good game. It's That's a, a fantastic game. game. That's it a very a pretty game. game. Art yeah. style is really good. Um, we, I won't, I'll just do a quick mention of mine and then we can move on to Christian's, which is our, and then we'll wrap up with that. Um, Legend of Zelda, uh, Link to the Past. That's mine. It, it was on the fence between that and um, uh, Super, Troop. Me- Super Metroid Goof Troop. Goof Troop is so a fun good. game. It was a fun yeah, game. Oh, right I, I, that was, I was, no, that was like a Disney version of uh, Zelda. It really was. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. you know. Goof, um, goof player. Me and my dad used to play player Goof Dungeon Crawl. That was a it good was game. So but uh, no, Zelda uh, Link to the Past is absolutely the best beautiful game, game. It's beautiful fantastic game. it's so fun and it's so beautiful and the music again going back to the music like that music was so good um yeah, and so much so that i'm making an entire table dedicated to it so um yeah, yeah. so well, and then also, finally last but not least no go ahead andrew one last thing is i i could literally take an entire episode and talk about the super nintendo um, I, I have no doubt you would, <laughs> Andrew. I'll join that you on that one. Yeah, that's a dude. Let's do it. Okay, if, so the Super if Nintendo. If I didn't pick the PS2, I would have picked Super yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, hands down. Konami and Capcom. Super Nintendo. Well, 16, 16 bit in general, but yes. especially the Super Nintendo. Konami yes. and Capcom were just kings mega man x amazing mega man series yeah dude Um, i mean contra alien wars you've got uh super castlevania 4 and super or a castlevania bloodlines on the genesis i mean you've got sunset riders you've got just so many good games and like all the disney capcom games that like nes has some great yeah, yep. NES had some great Disney Capcom games, and it continued into the Super Nintendo. And yep. so, just like there's a reason the Lion why King, I, Aladdin, Jungle yeah. Book, all there were there were like, so many good Disney art. games. Yeah. So hard, yeah. we're not oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. We're like and a Disney game comes out now, and you're like, oh, cool, Cars Three. I'm never gonna play that. And that's <laughs> you know? right. and I'm, I have no doubt that we'll bring up in in next week's conversation as we continue this and start talking about remasters and remakes versus the way games used to be but how hard games used to be and the new features they have to put in them just so people can enjoy the old like we'll get into that but rewind let's uh let's let's move on to our last chunk here christian your oh here's i forgot i put this in here this is andrew's wall of games 
And that that slimmed down a lot. I was going to say, this is a very, Um, very slimmed down version. Because I I moved and I was like, I don't want to take this many games with me. (laughs) Um, So this is slimmed down a lot. Uh, One of my favorite things in my... One of my favorite things in the collection is my Sega Master System games. The boxed one, right? You, you take some, a- take some time when you got a second and watch or just search Sega Master System cover art, and it is the Ugh. worst. It is a riot. It is laugh clip so hard art. How bad this art is. It's and so it's literally took- it's so bad. It's good. Do you remember in grade school in math class, you would draw in the corner of your notebooks? Yes. Like they yes. just, they exactly went to what they look like. They went to a random Definitely. school, to a random kid for every game, and they said, Hey, yeah. Alex the kid, what do you think of? And they drew yeah. it like, Great, I'll give you five dollars yeah. for that. And they yeah. ripped it off and put it on the basically on the Master System cover yeah. art. Which the Master System, for those who don't know, is the eight bit Sega system that competed. Unquote, with the right. NES, um, like anything actually competed, but yeah, it, it coexisted. But, uh, <laughs> it, it just yeah, it coexisted. And, uh, most people think that the Genesis was the first Sega system that came out, mm-hmm. but it's not actually. And and actually, the Master System technically isn't either. It's the SG one hundred, which is a Japanese only system. But in America, the Sega Master System was the first. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah, let those me show original, those original Mega Man cover arts too. Were uh, those were those are bad too. Yeah, those were a doozy. Like <laughs> this is okay. It's some of quick. them were some of the Mega Man. Some of the artwork from NES. They were true masterpieces. Yeah, we should we should do a cover art night. Oh, I'm where down. we just bring up our favorite cover arts from video games. We can talk about how unimaginative too, like they've come into like recent years. So it's just the main protagonist, bro, in the front with shadows covering him, and then the title. <laughs> That's every Call of Duty, every RPG now. They yeah. big dude just like, oh, this is the game rated M for mature. I'm like, oh great. <laughs> it used to be like really pretty watercolors, like in Final Fantasy and stuff like that. The front cover. Right. Oh, Christian, my what's your game? There we go. Uh, so mine is the Nintendo 64. I was very torn between Nintendo oh. 64 oh, shoot. and what I wanted to put up. the Super Nintendo. I, I was flipping back and forth between the two of them. And then once I saw that most of you guys had the Super Nintendo, I wanted at least for just some diversity. Get some 64, some love, yeah. yeah. And I literally, I could go on for hours and hours and hours about all of the games that I love in the Nintendo 64. Because I think the Nintendo 64 is criminally underrated, which is ridiculous considering oh. it's very popular, but it's criminally underrated. Everybody makes fun of the controller, dude. But Everybody it, doesn't, it didn't matter. It's actually pretty comfortable. Yeah, it is, that's what I was gonna say. Like everyone makes fun of the controller, but I actually really, really like the Nintendo sixty four controller. Yeah, I mean, so you even you have games like Super Mario sixty four, which to this day is still the the best. Yeah, three D Mario game of all time. And the Switch released a collection no, with it inside right. of it. You know. Yep. You got Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Majora's Mask, Donkey Kong sixty four. Oh, that um, game. <laughs> one of, I think, my two personal favorites are probably Pokemon Stadium, 
like me and like Alberto mentioned earlier. Good one. And Banjo Kazooie. Mm-hmm. That I, I, one, a lot of people Banjo Banjo Kazooie and, and then Banjo Tooie were both Tui. so good. Then there was the did they they had a nuts and we don't bolt, we, we right? don't talk about that. that. Yeah, that that was on, on the three sixty though. Right? We don't that talk about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't talk about that. And then that. also hot take: Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, yeah. Diddy so Kong good. Racing is ten times better than Mario Kart. Oh, it's, it's yeah. A lot there. There is a group of people that are like hardcore about it being Diddy better. Racing, yeah. Yeah. And you can you can fly, you can be on a hovercraft, or you can drive a car. Yeah, they're passionate about that game. And they I know we mentioned it last week too. That. But... They introduced that first before Mario Kart ever went there. Having Pokemon game. Snap, we Pokemon Snap. Let's week. go. I will yeah. think uh, Diddy Kong Racing at least for introducing so the world to Conquer before we got his actual game. Oh yeah. Was that the his book. official introduction? That was his official introduction. Really? And then it took a very left turn. Yes. I yeah. thought, well, I thought there was like a 2D Game Boy thing or something. There was a Game a while, Boy game, right? but I, I think but that was, yeah. that was, his, was like, for like mainstream. It was the official mainstream introduction. Yeah, that was yeah. like where he was supposed to be going, was like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that the 64, happen. man. He wasn't rare, like super rude rare. and crude humor in the diddy right. racing he was but just like the 64 car. and rare games like you know my favorite games the donkey kong country games were made by rare but like apart from that they didn't make a lot of super nintendo games but, but the, the ones 64, they did yeah the ones they did were amazing but like the 64 it was just like hit after hit after hit yeah, rare is one of those companies that i am so sad yeah that like they basically just fell off the face of the earth after Nintendo 64. But I will had... say also though that there were I more hit or like... miss after that. There were more hit or miss. Well, after that there were more hit or miss. But I will say that I think that after the 64, that generation of gaming wouldn't yeah. have continued well. I don't yeah, think no. that going into the next generation, that type of gaming would have been as successful as it was. No, on agreed. Yeah, 100% agree. But it just makes me sad because they made so many good totally. games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Goldeneye and Perfect Goldeneye. Dark were by yeah. them. Or right? Fox 64 was my favorite game on the 64. Oh, yeah. That was your favorite? The yeah. one downside to the 64, though, for sure, is that um, I had a cousin that had a PS1, then I had a cousin that had 64. I knew for a fact growing up, if my cousin had the N64 version, I know that he got either the crappier sounding one or mm-hmm. the, gra- the graphically yeah. downgraded one. Nintendo has always had that. Nintendo has yeah. always had that. But side all of, of their the own games that yeah. weren't on the yeah, PlayStation were just great, amazing. Yeah, Nintendo has always example. been that like the third, like the third born child who gets the worst hand me downs of everything yeah. and this. Greatest example of, of that, I think, Alberto, would be um, Resident Evil 2. That's the first one that came to mind. Yeah, I remember you, were, you guys were taught, you guys made, like, I remember yeah, you guys told the whole story about that. Two whole yeah. discs and they stuck it yeah. on a cartridge. Blows my mind that they even pulled that off, you know? They didn't. You know, they cut areas. <laughs> yeah, they did. Pulled it off. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they put something on sore shelves anyway. So, so uh, I think something that would be a fun thing for us to kind of end on is just leave it as a question mark and then we could pick up with kind of and with our answering our question next and week, with this question, yeah, would be what is one retro game 
that you never were able to beat as a child that you went back and beat later on in life? Mm, I'd have to think about that. That you so, did that you were able to go back to either way, either way, either one that you either yeah, one you've like, never beaten or one that you couldn't beat as a kid, but then went back to as an adult or a teen or whatever and beat. I know so that beautiful. I know my answer just because I brought my my case with me because I thought we were gonna answer it and I was I have that answer right now. Yeah, me too. I've got one as well. I, I do too. Start, we're gonna start at the top. Them. We're gonna I thought we were gonna save them. Right, let's just do it. Let's just do it then. Let's just do it. Just do it. Well, I, I wanted to end I wanted to end with this. Everybody I Andrew wasn't joking. Legitimately you need to go check out all of the cover art for Sega Master System games. <laughs> this is this is an excellent example. Yes. Pro wrestling the mega the the sega master system what yes. is going on right here and i mean even apart from like the bad clip art just the fact that every single game is Everyone. this gridded thing and it's then the cartridge so like com- compare that to an nes cartridge where there's like actual art on the cartridge like it's, all of the cartridges look like this, and it's not just yeah. bad clip art. What the hell is happening here? Yeah, the guy's head. Is there, head, is he's there any sort of identifier on the actual cartridge? That's it. No, no, that's it. It was it's just literally it was just every, every cartridge. cartridge title. Every cartridge is all around. Every cartridge has the red and black lines like that. That's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, well, and yeah. also, Sega Master System had um, cards, cards yeah. like the Turbo Graphics. So you could get the cartridge version or the card version. Yeah, and the and the Sega Master System, you could put the cartridge in the top or put the card in the in the front. But then when the Sega Master System Model Two came out, they took away the card feature. So there were certain games that you couldn't even play on the system because, right. <laughs> yeah, it was a really odd. Yeah. Sega's Sega's got a weird history yeah. of consoles, which is why they don't make them anymore. Yeah. Which I was so since we're like eight minutes past, why don't we save that the answer for the the question for next week? Kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. Anybody, anybody I, listening, watching, leave it in the comments. And next week when we start up and we're answering our own answers, we'll throw up some of your best ones we'll as well. Throw it out there. What is a game that you never beat as a kid that you have continued to try and maybe successfully beat now yeah. as an adult? I'm calling Excellent. it now, but a lot of the comments are going to be NES era games because those uh, games were oh, yeah. so difficult. Mm-hmm. Insanely hard. 100%. <laughs> we'll we'll 100%. get there. So, yeah. but Thank you, gentlemen, so much. This is an awesome conversation. Yeah. yeah. Great trip down memory lane. Yep. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be doing a part two, continuing this talk and journeying into the remake and remaster department of retro gaming. Yeah. Maybe a little uh, ROM hack discussion as well. Which Perhaps. gets really weird. And definitely, definitely some arguing between Dan and the rest of us when Dan's opinions are wrong. <laughs> I'm okay with you guys being wrong most of the time. I'm all right. Gentlemen, Have a you all week. stay safe. Have a good night. Take care, guys. Good.